0: You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. I want to say well done to you because you've now almost completed two weeks of lockdown. I don't know, maybe you're beginning to form some new routines that are making it feel a bit less weird. Or maybe not maybe it's going to take you a little bit more time and that's understandable if you want a title for this message today it's kind of building on where we were last week and today's title is what to do when you can't do what you normally do I know it's not very snappy but you'll understand why it is what it is you know last week we had our first trip to Tesco under new measures for shopping In fact, it was the first time ever, I think, that the whole family were up for coming and wanted to come to help with the shop. I don't know if maybe it was just that they now overwhelmingly want to help and serve me. I'm thinking maybe it's more to do with the fact it's the only activity you can actually go and do that's outside the house. Well, we talked about social distancing and what that was gonna mean when we went to the shop, about how we were gonna need to conduct ourselves and all of that. We went there, we queued and we went into the shop and I was a little bit taken aback at just how few people were allowed in the store in one go. As somebody who normally does their shopping on a Saturday, I'm used to kind of fighting my way through the crowds and it was such a weird experience. But what was also interesting was Even though there weren't many people in the shop, there was such an incredible variety of interpretations of what social distancing means and how big two meters is. It was really quite enlightening. I also found that after waiting for what felt like an eternity for a lady who was hovering by a broccoli, I was just kind of like waiting there, uh, trying to keep my two meters distance while she was taking forever doing I don't know what. And I was standing there kind of twitching awkwardly at this new scenario that I found myself in, that I wasn't at all really sure what the right thing to do was. And after waiting for what seemed like ages, then moments later, I was by the carrots and she literally came right up to me, stood right next to me. And I was like, where have you been? Haven't you heard? Aren't you aware of what we're all meant to be doing? Of course, I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking. I was slightly staggered by her approach another kind of etiquette that I've noticed this week and in fact practice is what to do when you're out taking your daily allowable exercise and you're walking along the pavement but then you see someone coming towards you and you can see actually there's not going to be room to uh, allow the two meter space and so you begin thinking someone's gonna have to move and you're kind of eyeing them up thinking, is it gonna be them? Is it gonna be me? Who's going to make room for the other? It's such a strange set of circumstances we find ourselves in where to help someone else, we move away from them physically. We cross over the road to give them space. In this season, we can't do what we normally do and we have to do something different. It reminded me this week of a story that Jesus told You can find it in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. It's a really well-known story of the Good Samaritan. You may know the story begins because an expert in the law comes to speak to Jesus and he asks him what he needs to do to inherit eternal life. And there's a bit of discussion because the man knows the word of God very well. And so he actually says, I know that it says to love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And it tells us in the Bible that the man wanted to justify himself. And so he asked Jesus a further question. And he said, who is my neighbor? And in answer to that question, Jesus told this story. And I'm gonna read it today from the big Bible storybook so that our boys and girls joining us today find it a little bit easier. One day, began Jesus, a man set out to walk to Jericho. It was a long and dangerous journey. On the way, some robbers attacked him and took everything he had. The robbers hurt the man and left him lying on the ground. In a while, a priest came along. Oh dear, he thought, that man is hurt, but I have important things to do for God. I can't help him. A little later, a lawyer came along. Oh dear, he thought, that man is hurt, but I have important things to do for God. I can't help him. A little later, a man from Samaria came along. Oh dear, the Samaritan thought, that man is hurt, but he's a Jew who hates Samaritans. But all the same, he stopped. He took care of the man took him somewhere safe now said Jesus who really did something important for God in the NIV version at the end of the story Jesus asks the man in verse 36 and 37 He says which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers and he replied the one who had mercy on him and Jesus said go and do likewise. Now, boys and girls, while I talk about this story just for a few minutes, I would love it if you have got any little people in your house like some Happyland or Playmobil or Lego men, if you would go and find them and if you've got a donkey, get that and see if you can act out the story of the Good Samaritan while I'm talking. If you can't do that, then maybe grab some paper, maybe use uh, your service meeting note sheet And you could get some crayons or pens and draw a picture of the Good Samaritan helping the man. And grown-ups, if you can get a photo of any of that going on, then we'd love you to share that with us. But back to the story. You see, the story showed the man that to love your neighbour is to show mercy and kindness to whoever needs it. And Jesus told the man who asked the question, go and do likewise. Now, I understand that right now, we're not actually moving physically towards anybody. In fact, it's important for us to support the government, to play our part in staying at home to save lives. That's what we're all on with. But in the midst of a time of crisis like this, we can find ourselves asking the question, what should I do? What should we do when we can't do what we normally do? Now, one of the things that can be so disarming and disruptive to us in this time of lockdown is what this does to our sense of purpose and accomplishment. It impacts what I can do. I can't do the things that I normally do. Now, perhaps you find yourself at the moment trying to fulfill all the same requirements in totally different ways and that brings a challenge of its own. But for many of us, we can't do the things that we normally do. You know, as humans, we are made for purpose. We desire to achieve, we desire to accomplish, and that's good and that's healthy. The Bible tells us that God created us. In Ephesians 2.10 it says, in Christ Jesus, with good works prepared in advance for us to do. So for most of us, normally, we're busy trying to get on with some of that stuff, with something that gives us a sense of purpose or pays the bills or at least helps us to get to the end of the day with a sense of accomplishment at what we've done and those things are important for our well-being. In this time of lockdown for many of us that has been removed from us we can't do what we normally do and it's disruptive and it's disorientating and disempowering. So for some of us some people I've heard are getting getting busy with new projects. I've spoken to someone this week who's sorting out all their photographs from I don't know how many decades. They're sorting them out and having a clear out and putting them in albums. Uh, I've spoken to some who are doing DIY projects, sorting out some home improvement that's lo- that long overdue. Maybe you set about a completely different project, but something that you're on with to give you focus and purpose to your days. It's a good idea. It's a great strategy for managing the disruption to what we normally do. But today I want to ask us the question, what might God want us to do in this season? What should we do when we can't do what we normally do? Is it possible that God might have a purpose for us even in the middle of lockdown? I believe that God does have a purpose for us in the here and the now. That's not to say that he's designed this current set of circumstances, but just that within it, he is still at work and he still is looking for us to partner with him. Just a few weeks ago when I preached back in church, it seems a long time ago now, preached from the story of Esther at the end of our Chosen series, which is available on our website if you want to pick up the podcast if you missed it. I touched on the point that sometimes we can think that God has one purpose for our lives and we kind of strive to try and find this one thing that we were made for. And I challenged this understanding and suggested instead that actually God is looking for us to be a people who he can place wherever he needs someone, wherever he is intervening, wherever he is at work, that we might be ready and willing for God to use us, to place us, to use us there. That means that even in the midst of circumstances that we didn't expect or even if we were facing limitations that we don't enjoy, even here there can be purpose. So what could that purpose be? And that's what brings me back to this story and these words of Jesus that we looked at today. Because the things that God is looking for from us is to love him with all of our heart and soul, and mind, and strength, and to love our neighbours as ourselves. Jesus's story reminds us that to love our neighbour is to reach out and to show mercy to whoever needs it. So really, Jesus's words help us to understand that part of our purpose, what we were made for, is to love God with everything we've got, and to reach out to love and to show mercy to whoever might need it. You know there's a verse in Proverbs that says something a little bit similar to this. In Proverbs 17:17, it says a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. I remember coming across this verse a long time ago now. It was when my children were very small. In fact I just had the two boys there neither of them were in school. I'd done some work and worked as a physio. It was a good job for me but it wasn't really what I felt I was called to do. And I had a lot of questions about my purpose. And during that season, the husband of one of my sisters came really seriously unwell, and he was in hospital for six months. My sister had three little girls. I think the oldest was six at the time. They lived in Birmingham, we were in Nottingham. And over the six month period, I would go and stay over a couple of nights a week, mow the lawn, do the ironing, babysit, just do whatever I could to help there. And during that time, it was in my daily readings of the Bible that I came across this verse. A brother is born for a time of adversity. Or a sister is born for a time of adversity. And the verse really spoke to me. I embraced that purpose that I was born for her adversity. That part of God's purpose for me was to be there for her. It maybe wasn't the purpose for the whole of my life, but in that season, there was purpose to be there, to help them, to bring strength. And I chose to embrace that in that season, my purpose was to be there for my sister's time of adversity. I don't think this is limited to biological brothers or sisters, but it's a principle that for every one of us, there is purpose for us in being there for someone else, to alleviate their time of adversity, to show them mercy, to show them kindness, to stand with them in their tough time, to love them, our neighbor. You know Jesus's story and his conversation with this expert in the law, it reminds us that this is something that is important to God. What should we do when we can't do what we normally do? I want to suggest that we remind ourselves of what is important to God. And that will help us to find purpose in this season. We're reminded here to love our neighbour, to show mercy to the one who needs it. You know, we can't move physically towards people in this season of lockdown, but we can still be active in considering who we can help, who we could bless, who we can encourage, who we can support, who we can pray for, who we can contact and ensure is connected. For many of us, loving our neighbour this means picking up the phone. Calling someone because we want to encourage them. Now I know some of us are introverts, some of us are extroverts, some like talking more than others, some love picking up the phone, some hate the phone. Probably we all have very different natural feelings uh, about whether we want to talk to someone on the telephone or not. For me personally, I'm not someone who particularly enjoys phoning. In fact, every day of the week, I'd rather have a face-to-face conversation or text someone. I'm just not a fan of conversations on the phone. But in this season, face-to-face conversations in person are just not something we can do. And a text just doesn't give you the same connection with somebody. So friends, While we're in lockdown, in order to connect with someone, to show them that you love them and to really reach out to them, we've got to just get over our preferences and pick up the phone. Earlier this week I saw an email um, in which uh, a fellow church leader had referenced that they had lost a beloved member of their church just that morning. I had been on work calls literally all day I really didn't want to make another call and actually it's somebody that I I don't know personally that well but I just knew that the right thing to do was to pick up the phone and to give her a call and so I did and when I phoned she said I've just been at home on my own crying she was just grieving her loss and we spoke briefly the truth is there isn't much you can say on those kinds of days and on those kinds of Calls, but I prayed with her. It wasn't much, but in that moment it was everything. The Good Samaritan in Jesus' story was on with some other purpose when his journey was interrupted. Jesus doesn't say what that purpose was, but he embraced a different purpose that was also important, that was pleasing to God to show mercy to someone who needed it. We most likely won't need to rescue someone from the side of the road, but there are some people that we know, some people whose contacts we have, who are at home right now, who need lifting up, who need encouraging, need connecting with. And God may be looking to you to be the answer today, to call them, to talk with them, to listen to them. You know, there's also some really practical ways to be involved in the city with a number of our key partner agencies. Food Bank and Good Neighbours and Carriers of Hope, they're all looking for volunteer drivers who can help deliver emergency supplies of food and medicines to those who desperately need them. You can find out some more about that if you go to our website and go to the Reaching Wider tab. All the information and contacts will be there along with a couple of other opportunities to serve in our city as well. It's not just phoning people, there's practical ways to help as well. What do we do when we can't do what we normally do, well, we find God's purpose in today. I wanna encourage you, this season will at some point become that season that we look back at, that we refer to from somewhere else. The current story is just a subplot of God's story in your life. God is still working to purpose in your life. We don't understand everything. we don't need to there is purpose in today to help and to serve others which will also grow us for tomorrow and for the season ahead so in these days let's make it our purpose to show mercy to bring strength to others to encourage others for as we do so we can know that it's pleasing to God and it's what he calls us to do let me pray Father, I pray for all of us today that we would find purpose in our today. For those at home today, I pray, Lord, that they would contact and connect with others to encourage them and to strengthen them and to lift them up and that they would find themselves calling others in the timing of God to encourage hearts just when they need it. And we invite you right now, Holy Spirit, to lay people on our hearts, to bring them to mind, those that you know need us to reach out to them today. We pray for those out working in their roles still, that they would know the grace and the strength of God in this season, that they'd know your protection, but in their places of work that they would shine like stars in these days. And we pray for those today who know that they need someone to help them and to reach out to them. We pray, Lord, that you'd put them on our hearts so that we can reach out to them and connect with them, and be there and be the encouragement that you want them to receive. Lord, we just pray for all of your people. Be close to us, fill us, and empower us, we pray. Amen.